from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jake Scorheim. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Lisa Brooks is in the studio. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. We are going to do the news roundup now. And Matt, of course, I'm sorry, Matt. Welcome. You're here as well. Good to be here. Thank you. Good I think to have people you here. expect me to be here by now. I think people say, I don't need to welcome you every day. You're here. <laughs> people know you're here. Um, all right. So we do the news roundup every hour right now at the top of this hour. But before we get into the news roundup, we always like to play a payoff to our trivia clip that we play earlier in the show. Lisa, I'm going to give you a chance to guess on this one first. Okay. A lot of our listeners have gotten this. A lot have not gotten it. Uh, so I'm going to give you a chance. You ready? I'm ready. Here it is. We're going to go inside. We're going to go outside, inside and outside. We're going to get them on the run, boys. And once we get them on the run, we're going to keep them on the run. And then we're going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop until we get across that goal line. This is a team they say is, is good. Well, I think we're better than them. They can't lick us. What do you say, man? Ooh. All right. Any guess? Rudy. Rudy, yes. Yeah, yeah that's Woo. Rudy Rudiger. Sean Astin playing Rudy Rudiger. Everybody knows how much I love Sean Astin. I have a huge uh, movie crush yeah. on him. He's just in everything great. Name a Sean Astin movie that's not great. I dare you. 888 Try it. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> no, you can't do it. All right. Uh, we got a roundup here to get to. In the news roundup, we like to look back on all the other shows, find out what they were talking about, and then... We talk about it, too. And we call it the News Roundup. So let's get into it. Do we have some music we play, Matt? Or is this your first time doing I'm it? I'm heading for the last roundup. You haven't called for this in days. I, I know I haven't. I just realized I hadn't. That's my fault. My fault. All right. Seattle's Morning News. Planning a Super Bowl party. Ursula has some thoughts. Here we go. What makes a great party is having great people at the party. Uh, so that yeah, is yeah. The, the first part of it. Um I'm actually going to have a gathering on Sunday. Oh. And the first thing you should do is plan better than I'm I'm doing. And okay. we're just having a small, much smaller gathering. What's small for you? How many people? Twelve. Twelve. Uh, I mean, that's small, especially small. if it's close friends. Yeah, that's small. Yeah. So great people, great food, great drink, and enough for everybody. So uh, Sounds like the ad for like a, uh, a mid-priced restaurant chain, doesn't it? <laughs> Great people, great food, great drink. Uh, So that's the key. Um, But did you know that Super Bowl party costs may hit a record this year? And probably because everything costs so much. But according to the National Retail Federation, we're going to be spending $17.3 billion on Super Bowl parties this year. Wow. So it's big business. A lot of people are going to be eating um, chicken wings. Um, That is the number one. Is that what you serve? You doing uh, no, wings? generally no? not. No, I haven't even thought of. Can I pause it right there? Just a little inside baseball here. Mm-hmm. Even though we're talking about football in the Super Bowl, really, it's radio, so it's inside radio. Do you think Colleen actually cares what Ursula's serving at her Super Bowl meal? I think so. You think she genuinely? Sure. Genuine curiosity. Yeah. yeah think you think there's does. genuine curiosity? Yeah. She's actually interested. In she's making chicken wings or she's making buffalo wings. What's the difference? The sauce. Oh. Yeah. Buffalo is like a spicy, okay. right? And buffalo spicy. Yeah, buffalo, yeah. Uh, all right. 
You guys think she cares? All right, let's see. Colleen's nice. She probably does. What exactly I'm going to serve this time around? Can I suggest Although, a recipe? Yes. I'm very excited about yes, this. Because a bunch of like... I stand corrected. She's very excited about it. Super Bowl recipes have been popping up on my Instagram yes. feed. And I found one called deviled potatoes. It's Ooh, somebody's yum. take on deviled eggs, except you use tater tots or like tot coins. Have you ever seen those? And then you take like mashed potatoes, you mix them up like deviled eggs, and you pipe them on top of the tater tot. Mm. And it's a devil tater tot. I want to do that. You should save that as a drop. It's a devil tater tot. <laughs> Have you guys ever had uh, twice baked potatoes? Oh yeah, oh, those yeah. are great. Aren't yeah, those so good? My uh, my wife's aunt makes those, and like every Christmas when she comes into town, she makes them, and she makes enough for us to like keep in our freezer for a wow. long time. So then I could just like just keep heating them up and eating them. Oh my gosh, they're so good. I don't know what's in them, but it's cheese, yummy. sour cream, butter, bacon bits, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah no, it's good, good, good stuff. Um, Matt, are you planning on attending a Super Bowl party, or do you have some special foods? And keep in mind, I'm not that interested in the special <laughs> foods you might be eating. Fine, I'll just save it for Colleen. I'll tell her. All tomorrow. right, tell Colleen. Pretend you're talking to Colleen. <laughs> What kind of foods are you going to be eating, Matt? Oh, goodness. You know, I don't do the party thing. I don't usually have this large social network, but I do make it a point to watch the game, make sure I have some snacks on hand, some chips, some dips, some, you know, cheese for the nachos. Do you, do, have that. Some, do you have a team you're rooting for? Are you going to go for the Chiefs or are you going for the 49ers? I got to go with the Chiefs. My dad lives in Missouri. A lot of my friends are from Kansas City in the Kansas City radio market, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. There you go. All right, yeah. Chiefs. All right, Lisa, how about you? Are you a uh, Do you watch the Super Bowl? Are you a football fan? The Super Bowl is a wonderful time to go to Costco. I go to Costco <laughs> during the Super Bowl. So you'll catch some of it on those giant TVs no. that they have in Costco. Won't watch. As you're walking through. Won't watch. You won't watch a single bit? Nope. Not even for the commercials? That's what everybody talks about? Nope. Nope. Really? Yeah, I probably won't. You know, when the Seahawks were in it, I watched it. Sure, sure, sure. But, um, eh, yeah, I, I got Do to. you still care enough about the commercials to, like, watch them after or before? Or is that yeah. not a thing? For you? <laughs> I <laughs> might. Thing. I'll they hear release, about them. They release commercials early now. You yeah. can watch them all early. YouTube has a bunch of them. So I'll yeah, listen to what everybody's talking about, and I'll find it on YouTube, and I'll watch it on YouTube. Which doesn't make sense to me, because the whole fun of, you know, the genius marketing where they said, hey, why don't we make the commercial something you actually care about and want to watch? Make it a, like a... For a lot of people, that's the reason they watch. Right. And so, but but releasing them early ruins the fun of watching them during the game. Good point. So I like to watch them during the game for the first time with, with just fresh eyes. I get so excited about those commercials. All right, G and Ursula. Uh, oh, I'm I'm doing a I'm gonna be somewhere for a Super Bowl party. I'm sure. Uh, and I will eat. watch it, and I will eat. Here's what I'm going to make. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody cares. <laughs> Gene Ursula, our state legislator, moves to increase penalties for animal cruelty. Matt Markovich explains. Let's hear about it. The animal cruelty is basically this. If you were to abuse a dog or you run a puppy mill with 400 puppies, they come and take it, and they find you guilty of animal cruelty, which is a felony. It's a big-time felony. When the judge goes to sentence you, this is sentence you basically on one dog. You can't be get a higher sentence if you had 400 dogs you were cruel to. So the animal cruelty law here is basically saying, let's have the sentence fit the crime. It doesn't make sense. Like if there's a serial killer out there, they don't only try them on one murder. Right. So the change of the law is a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. that sounds like a really good yeah. change of the law. So there's a big difference if you are cruel to one dog, neglect or kill the dog, and, it's, and you're found guilty of that. And 400 dogs. There's a big difference to that. So now this bill that's being uh, talked about would make the sentence, sentencing commiserate to the crime. 
So if the more the more abuse you do, the higher penalty you pay. Yes. Uh, I mean, that sign, sign, sign me up. Yeah, yes. That one seems pretty no, yeah. clear cut. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty clear it's cut. got a lot of support. So it's one of those bills oh. that uh, I brought up. But there's a lot of uh, animal lovers out there. They care about what happens to the, the, the dogs and, 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 the, and who hap- what happens to the people who are cruel to animals. And so this is an element of that. Mm. I wonder if this is one of those laws, like, you know, they have like in, uh, in Utah, it's illegal to ride down the street on a horse if you're a lady and you're not married. Like, I don't know if that's a real oh, one. Oh, it's one of those weird laws. Oh, it's like that, that was, that was I made ago. that one up. But there Something are laws like that like that, yeah. that are crazy. Yeah. And so you wonder, like, is this one of those things that just, like, kind of got neglected and somebody in Washington realized, like, oh, hey, like, we still have this, like, kind of, like, crazy law where you can only be charged for hurting one animal. I even can't if think you're of a- another crime that would work that way. Can you? What do you mean? That you would only get charged for the one. Uh no yeah no yeah I don't think so I mean not for n- not for people no I don't think so yeah. yeah yeah well so we all agree on it that's nice we can all agree on that one all right Jack and Spike Jack's had his fill of Twitter and here's why it's called X now Jack learn the lingo I saw a guy who said that he had cured his cancer using dog dewormer okay he made a big old post about how he cured his cancer using dog dewormer now if you Google that guy you find that he died six months after making this video from cancer but that's besides the point underneath that now no community notes nobody fact checking underneath that i see people saying i'm going to go out and buy dog dewormer now i don't know if anybody knows this dog dewormer is not meant for human beings to consume but that post was out there's about three or four thousand people underneath it talking about how great dog dewormer was going to be for their (sighs) incurable cancer now you tell me is that worth your free speech now some people might be saying well if they believe that that's their own fault and they need to know better right wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where somebody actually said, wait a minute, kind sir, dog dewormer is actually very bad for your for the gut health of your of your small intestine sure. and yeah, your yeah, large yeah, intestine. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So now you have people who will go out and they'll buy dog dewormer and they'll take dog dewormer because Elon Musk wanted to have a quote unquote free speech platform as opposed to potentially getting life saving cancer treatment. So is he saying that he hates free speech? Is that what he's saying? No, what he's saying is is that is he hates that there's no moderation for things that could cause people to die on this yeah, platform. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I understand what he's saying. Um, yeah. I mean, if, doesn't it make you cringe when you see how much... But it's not just misinformation or opinion. Doesn't it make you cringe when you see the actual dangerous stuff that gets pumped out there for people gullible enough to believe in it? Well, there's going to be gullible people everywhere. There's going to be gullible people in every single medium. And so the idea that they're going to step in and say that, like, what are they going to do? Criminally go after this guy? He didn't shove dewormer or whatever this thing is. Just put a note, disclaimer, this is not scientific. Yeah, that's what happened with, you know, people putting out ivermectin theories for COVID and a multitude of conspiracy theories about COVID. There were fact-checking things before Elon Musk took over, you know, and then they would have accounts that were banned. Elon Musk got rid of all of that stuff. So now it's total free for all. Well, that's on most 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 places. It's total free for all. No, most places there are some rules that when they get around to enforcing them, can actually take people. Well, no, off like or Facebook and their- a ton of big tech. Well, it's called Meta now, but they were all just in front of Congress, and Congress was saying you guys need to be more responsible for yeah. what's on your platforms, and all these platforms are saying, well, it's free speech. That doesn't apply. So I don't know why it would apply more for Twitter well, than it would for Facebook. It applies to Twitter because Twitter actively, at least these other companies, make a show of moderation. There are some oh, things that on. they don't allow. No, Disagree. it's absolutely true. Disagree. It's Haven't you ever been flagged by Facebook? 
by Facebook. You probably don't use Facebook. No, I'm not. I, I we post we post videos and cute pictures yeah. of puppies. And if anybody wants to see a cute picture of Lisa's by puppy, the way, they yes. can go on Facebook right now. I sent you another one dog. if you wanted to post. I'll the post other. it. Oh, yeah, there I'll is a definitive it. measured difference in pre-Elon Twitter and post-Elon Twitter. I this is document. not this is not a metric I'm familiar with. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny, nor care. All I know is I used to be on Twitter, and when Elon came back, started unbanning people. I saw a heck of a lot of neo-Nazi stuff pop up in my feed. All right, Matt, off your off your high horse. All right, John and Sherry. A woman loses her engagement ring in the recycling, and the recycling center actually found it. This sounds like a pretty good story. This woman calls a recycling company in uh, South Carolina because she has lost her wedding ring. So it's a nearly impossible task, but the recycling company. Uh, gets back to her and says, "We can't look. We can't find it." End of story. Good one, Joe. Well, glad you had that one in there. Thank no, you. what happened, Sherry? What happened was she was delivering or taking her recycling, you know, to the recycle center. Yes. She lost her wedding ring, and she sent them a note and said, "Listen, I know it's a long shot. You don't have to do anything extra, but if you happen to find my ring, would you please let me know?" So they ended up uh, getting rid of or emptying the entire bin for her and sorting through all of the recyclables until they found her ring. Took them a couple of hours, but they got the ring for her. That was so nice. If you were engaged and it goes badly, then let's say, okay, so you get a nice ring, the guy gives you the engagement ring, and then I'll give you a bunch of scenarios. You tell me whether or not you return the ring. Okay. You catch him cheating on you. Nope. With... Your uh, bridesmaid. No, no, he's not getting anything, anything back from me. No ring comes back. No. He says to you, Sherry, I'm sorry, I can't marry you. Um, I'm gay. Nope. No ring back. No, because he deceived me all that time. Sherry, I can't marry you. I've got a 23 in me, and I'm actually your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the ring. Have a good day. <laughs> uh, Lisa, what do you think about that? Engagement rings returning. Do you think it's a, uh, what scenario would you return a ring? Well, can I can I give a shout out to our our wonderful housekeeping staff of Blanca and, and Marta because yeah. of the uh, recycling bin part of part of it? Sure. So when I wasn't here on, on Monday, Kelly Blyer was here and she hadn't seen all the notes from, from Cairo management talking about, we're going to throw everything away in the refrigerator on Saturday, so unless you have your name on it, it's going to be thrown away. Kelly wasn't here, so she didn't see the notes. So her stuff was thrown away. She didn't know it. She came in on Monday, and she had, like, dishes and all kinds of stuff thrown away. Marta and Blanca went down to our enormous garbage Wait bin. Wait a minute. Our, our bosses threw away dishes? Everything in the refrigerator gets thrown away. So whatever she had in a bag oh, that got gotcha. thrown like away. Like if it's in a, a cold storage yeah, thing yeah. or so. Okay. Just okay. Got, I it, thought they went into like the cupboards and were throwing no, away random oh, cups. <laughs> no, no. Everything in the fridge. If you don't have your name on it on a piece of bread tape or whatever, they okay. throw it out. And gotcha. they, they do this like once a quarter. Gotcha. Marta and Blanca went into and they found it. Angels. And they got it back. So That's very sweet. first of all, props for our staff and props for the people that did that. Secondly, I would always give the ring back. In any circumstance, I think so. It means I can see somebody being very justified in keeping an engagement ring if they were wronged in some way. Like the monetary value is like a little bit of a of a you know yeah. like I don't think almost, like so. a, almost like a settlement. You, you know, for I, don't, example. I don't think so. I, I mean, that's a symbol. It's a promise of 
an upcoming life together, why would I want to hold on to the promise? Yeah. Uh, don't hold on to it. Pawn it. I don't. I think that's unethical. Yeah, I really get that do. money. No, it doesn't seem right to me. I found a ring once. I went. I went. To, um, I don't. It wasn't an engagement ring. It was a. It clearly was like a man's size ring. It was like a gold man's ring. Mm-hmm. And I was. Uh, it was when I was in college, and I was snorkeling. And I'm. You know, and I never found anything good snorkeling ever. And I'm looking down there, and I'm like, "What is that thing?" And like, just just the sunlight hit it through the water, and it was this like beam of light that cut through the water, and then just this sparkly shimmer. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, this is like, is this a, a doubloon or something amazing? And I went down there and it was a gold ring. Wow. And it said like 14K on the bottom. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. This must be a sweet ring. And so I took it to a pawn shop just to see what it was worth. And the guy's like, it's not really worth that much. But so I kept it just because like, you know, story wise, it was just cool to think that I found. Sure. And I don't think it was that old even. Mm-hmm. So the story is not even that great because it said 14K on it. I'm pretty sure pirates didn't put 14K Probably on the bottom not. of their rings. No. Yeah. I thought it would be cooler than that, but... Um, so I would, I guess I would give a ring back if somebody gave me a ring. But guys don't usually get engagement rings, so Maybe that'd be a weird should. situation. Maybe they should. But if I were severely wrong and the promise was broken, like if somebody cheated on me, I you, wouldn't be prone to give that ring back. You wouldn't expect her to give it back to you. No. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes total sense. All right. Uh, well, this has been a fun news roundup, yeah. you guys. I liked it. I really liked it. All right. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming up, including... Kate Stone is going to be on with us next, and she's got a really fascinating story. And I think you're going to be interested in it. Actually, I promise you will. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I have one of my favorite guests on, Kate Stone, Cairo News Radio reporter. Welcome to the show. You flatter me. I try to. All right, you have a really interesting story, and one that I think... A lot of people will care about. There was a tent, uh, one of these tent villages yes. in Burien. Yes. And apparently they had some lease with the church or something like that. They and did. then it got, it's that lease is now up. Yes. Yeah. They, so this was. And with, they found something not good there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was kind of the revelation that happened when I went down there yesterday. But the Burien Community Support Coalition, which is spearheaded by former Burien Council member Sydney Moore, They had an agreement with the Oasis Home Church to set up a tent village in the parking lot there. And this was not approved by the city. Uh, The city actually threatened legal action against the church at one point, but then they just kind of let it go. And the city at the same time enforced a daytime camping ban, so you can't have tents up during the day. So this tent village, they had an agreement with the church to do it for three months. That three months ended on Monday. And because of the daytime camping ban, everybody was forced to pack up their things, what they could carry, essentially, and leave. And when I went down there, it was just piles and piles of bikes and furniture and clothes and books and everything just getting thrown into trash bags and thrown into dump trucks and taken away. But essentially, what it has highlighted is that there is still the problem of Burien not having any overnight shelters for single adults there. And so when I talked to Sydney Moore, she said they're essentially back at square one where they were several months ago. Generally, there is no shelter available. And so people are left to uh, their own devices. And and we are seeing people um, back out on the street here in Burien. Right. 
And some of those people have said that overnight they're going to be camping in the downtown core at City Hall where they previously were. There were some people that were there on Tuesday morning and the police had to say, hey, you know, get out of here. Nobody was arrested or anything like that. But essentially, we're looking at the same situation that we saw last fall when we covered this quite a bit. Now, I got to cut in here. Go ahead. Because I think maybe... You're bearing the lead a little bit. Here. I am bearing the lead a there little bit. You're right. Di- You're there right. was something discovered. We were, we, were at lead- this. we were leading up to this. I, we were let's leading get to up the to meat. This. I yes. know everybody has different opinions on so ten I villages. So I go down there. But let's get to right? the meat of the story. And this has not been heavily reported. The Burian Beat blog did did report it. So I'm not getting first credit for this. But essentially, what I found out when I went there is. <laughs> That some of the some of the people that were that had lived in the village, there were about sixty five people. A couple of them were still there, and they told me that one of the residents of the camp was actually responsible for a murder that happened in early December Jeez. along State Route five hundred nine. So it was an unhoused person stabbing another unhoused person to death, and for weeks after the murder, that suspect was still living in that tent village and apparently people who are also living in this tent village know that this guy's a murderer how does that, they enough, know that he enough, was possibly involved they well, enough that sure. when enough that they tell you about it and they tell other right. people about it they say there's a murderer living here right and according to the court and enough documents, so that he was charged with murder according to the court documents one of the other oasis home tent village residents pointed investigators towards this person who has now been charged, so we can say his name, Nathaniel Scott. He's 32 years old. He's no longer on the streets. He's no, arrested somewhere. He's, he's on $500,000 bail. And yeah, Good. he's obviously behind bars for murder two charges. But essentially, what it is bringing up is the question of safety and security at these kind of sanctioned encampments. Yeah. And when I talked to Sydney more about that, because there were complaints from neighbors about crime and drug use and those types of things, people coming and going at all hours of the night, which is not supposed to be allowed. This is what she said about that. Nobody is here to say that it was perfect, but um, it's a far cry from what we're seeing now, which is people with zero supervision, zero support, Well, that's not exactly what I heard from people actually living in the camp because they were saying there was very little supervision, that theft was rampant. There was also these potentially dangerous people living in close quarters. I mean, this was half of a parking lot. This is a very small space that people were set up. Yeah, no, I've I've seen these around. Right. And and they're it's 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 tiny. Right. And so aside from the fact that now people have nowhere to go, there's also questions about if this was actually a case study that would actually work, because Seattle has, for example, flirted with the idea of establishing sanctioned encampments. There was talk of doing one in Interbay at one point. And, you know, going off of this, the question is, does that seem like a really good idea? Can no. You, can you have security? No, that's the safety? bad idea. It, oh, you, can't, you can't express it because you're a reporter. I, I am a commentator, and yes. so I can tell you, as a person who has a family and as a person who has young kids, this is the reason why we don't want tent villages popping up in our communities because the nightmare scenario. I, listen, I totally understand that sometimes people have a run of bad luck and they might even end up homeless. I get that. But a lot of people who end up on the streets are people who have severe mental illness, who should not be interacting 
with other people. Like, we need to find places right. for those people. I And I'm a big proponent and to of be clear, giving people the support that they need. But if you put somebody, like in Burien, Burien does not allow this. They did not want the church to put this tent village up because the worst thing that could happen would be that there would be rampant crime, there would be drug use, there would be danger to the local community, and God forbid, maybe that's where murderers live. This is why we don't want tent villages in areas where, I mean, like, I just am, I'm shocked that people are still flirting with this idea. It's a bad idea. Well, it's it's difficult, especially in South King County, because anyone who lives in South King County or knows anything about South King County knows that their shelter resources are extremely limited. So even if the city of Burien doesn't have a shelter, the surrounding areas also struggle for shelter space as sure. well. So the question is, where are these people going to go? And as you said, it's not always the people with severe issues. It's the moms living in their car with their two kids, that type of thing. And so the question is how to provide resources for those people and the shelters do they have security as well i mean there's you know what i would say honestly i don't care what it costs moms and kids all day every day housing i i you could raise my taxes as much as you need to to get moms and kids so that there's not a single homeless child on the street and no single child has to go without living with their mother i'm totally fine with that but why i'm supposed to be totally cool with allowing tent villages that have murderers living in them putting people at risk, putting the local community at risk. What did this guy get in another fight with another homeless guy and stabbed him? And he's just walking around in a church parking lot? That's what the charging documents say. And somehow we're supposed to say that that's that's a good thing? That's not a good thing. Nobody thinks that's a good thing. Well, I feel like I play this clip on my show pretty often where it says, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. When I hear stories like this, Kate, I just go like, this feels crazy to me. And why do people allow this? Well, and I and I know you can't answer that question. I can't. Yeah. No, but the the fact of the matter is, is that some cities, including Burien, it's not Seattle. It doesn't have the same resources. It uh, Mayor Kevin Schilling said, you know, we need help from the regional homeless authority and the state of Washington, and we need more money. Martin versus Boise just requires services to be available, quote, in the in the vicinity. So. Yes, regionally, we need to be doing more. Everyone does, not just not just Burien, but King County, the state of Washington. Whereas on the flip side, those with the support coalition say that it's Burien's responsibility to care for its citizens. But really, this region-wide problem is sort of, you know, it, this is, highlights it, essentially, that yeah. there, are, there are concerns about security, there are concerns about safety, and there are concerns about how to really tackle this issue because, you know, Burien last November in a very contentious debate and vote accepted 35 pallet shelters and a million dollars from King County, but there's no timeline on when that will be built. So until then, is it better to have people in one space like a tent village or is it better to have them scattered over the city? I don't, I, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is, but they got to figure this thing out. They got to figure it out quick. Right. And it's this is a cra- this is a crazy story. This crazy story. It definitely surprised me. Yeah, me too. Because it hasn't been highly reported. All right, Kate Stone, uh, Cairo News Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back here on Cairo News. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. Boy, I'll tell you what, our audience knows a lot about rabies. 
I don't know what that says about the kind of people who listen to this show. But I know now that there's a lot of you who listen to the show because we just got some really fantastic ratings in. And maybe there's just so many of you that there's just this small amount that know a ton about rabies. And you are very vocal. You let me know. Uh, we read this text a few minutes ago from somebody who goes by the name of Whidbey Island Girl. She texted in about how when she was a kid living in California in Redondo Beach, she was bitten by a rat. Obviously, she has a problem with rats now, which totally makes sense. She sent me a follow-up text after I read her text on the air a couple, uh, maybe about 20 minutes ago or so. And she says, here's the rest of the story. Here's how it ended up happening, because that's what I was wondering. How does somebody just get bit by a rat? They're pretty skittish, in my experience, rats. Um, she says, I was sleeping and dreaming of being bitten by a dog, only to wake up with a huge rat clamped to my finger. Oh, my gosh. Can you even imagine that, Matt? That is the stuff of nightmares. That is a nightmare scenario, completely. Uh, she says, I beat him slash her against the dresser. I guess she wasn't able to check and see. Uh, against the dresser until it let go and ran away. The house was exterminated, killing a nest of rats that were living underneath. Oh, so gross. My mom had a difficult time finding a doctor who had given rabies shots, and they were able to find a doctor who could do so. They did have to give painful stomach rabies shots, though, just like Dave Wyman was alluding to, just like a lot of our listeners. Uh, Matt, you found out, actually, that rabies, I made kind of a passing joke talking to Dave that I said three people die every year from rabies. And you found out that I wasn't far off. Well, they say an element in all good humor is truth, and you were stunningly close to accurate. What's According the According to the CDC, cases of human rabies in the United States, well, first of all, there's only one to three cases reported annually. Really? Yeah. But it also says that the number of rabies-related human deaths in the USA has also declined to just one or two per year. Well, that's pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. we've got hundreds of millions of people in this country, and we've really that's gotten ahead good. of that rabies problem. Yeah. That's and you great. You guessed three, so you were right, right up there. Congratulations, right there you America. You guys have done it. Congratulations. Um, it did remind me of this clip from one of my favorite shows to pull clips from because they are... You could find a clip, any scenario in life. We should do this as a segment sometime, Matt. Pull up any story, any scenario in life, and I could find a clip from The Office that relates to it. Yes. I Here love you it. go. A woman shouldn't have to be hit by a car to learn that she may have rabies. But that is where we are in America. And that does not sit right with me. And that is why I am hosting a fun run race for the cure for rabies to raise awareness of the fact that there is a cure for rabies, of disease that has been largely eradicated in the U.S., but not very many people know that. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> now many people know it. In fact, this is how crazy. This is like, I don't know, it's almost like, what's that game, uh, Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. or What's the Kevin Bacon one? Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six Degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon. Lisa was telling me, on the break, she said, I had to get rabies shots. I said, what? I guess the story is, and she is busy right now doing something else, getting ready for the news, so she can't pop in here. But the story that she told me is that she and a friend were in Thailand and she was visiting around doing some touristy stuff and she got bit by a wild pack of dogs, which apparently is a problem in Thailand. And so she rushes to the hospital and they say, well, you know, you could have rabies, which is pretty scary. And so just like all of our textures pointed out, for preventative reasons, even though they didn't know if she had rabies or not, you have to get these things done because once you get rabies... There's no ungetting rabies, so you have to prevent it. Uh, so anyway, spoiler alert, Lisa's fine, which is why she's here with us today. 
Um, speaking of Lisa, she had this story. We have just a half a minute left, so I'm going to read this to you really fast. This is If you love animals, as we all do, not if they're carrying rabies, but if you do love animals and you love Lisa, she's got a great story on MyNorthwest.com, and it's about a flight attendant who is in kind of an unusual situation. Uh, this is from Lisa's story. A flight attendant named Amber was working on a trip, uh, a flight, from Atlanta to Seattle last summer. And she, apparently she had to get very creative when one of the flyers, one of the passengers on the plane, pushed her little call button and needed some special assistance. So Amber said, a passenger rang the call button and asked if I would help keep some eggs warm. Uh, turns out those eggs were coming from a zoo in Atlanta, heading for the Woodland Park Zoo, and they were rare Chile- Chilean flamingo eggs, which is pretty rare. I mean, when you think about what a flight attendant is asked to do on a normal flight, keeping a bunch of rare Chilean flamingo eggs probably is right up there in their top five stories of weird things that happen on a plane. And the incubator, apparently, that was carrying these eggs and keeping them warm was malfunctioning. And so Amber had to get creative. And guess what she did? She sat on the eggs. No, that's not true. She didn't sit on the eggs. Uh, She went and got some rubber gloves back from the galley. She filled them with hot water. She brought them back out. And they were able to keep the eggs warm, warm enough so that they were able to hatch. Several months later, she was invited to the Woodland Park Zoo to visit the baby chicks that she helped save on that flight. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Just like this totally random thing that they're asked to do, so and she steps random. in and she saves these flamingos, yeah. and now they're at the So if you want to see those flamingos, they're at the zoo, and now you know where they came from. All right, uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming up next hour. You're not going to want to miss a second of it, I promise. Do me a favor, though. Between now and then, I want you to go, and I want you to find us on our social media pages. We got, uh, we're posting videos every single day now. Some fun videos. We're doing fun topics. None of this stuff is for air. It's just like fun videos to the side. And you can find me on Instagram at Jake Scorheim one. That's the number one. Or on X at Jake Scorheim. I promise I'm not going to post any stuff that Matt doesn't like. <laughs> and uh, download the podcast. Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim. You can get that wherever fine podcasts are sold. Ours is free and it's worth every penny. So get that. All right, we got a lot more coming up next hour. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back here on Cairo Nights.